Amen. Just again, thank you for your participation and, and hooking up with us and, and uh, uh, helping us change the world. You know, we, we, we have to be willing. You know, if just one or two of us begin to change, that change begins to influence the world. And, uh, you know, we, we can't do what God's called us to do uh, on our own. We, we need each other. I said we need each other. I said we need each other. And, and uh, I, I, think it, it, I think it's important that we... Uh, uh, recognize that together, uh, you know, together we're better, unless one of us is a dud. Right? I mean, I'm, how, how many of you guys climb Badger? How many of you carry people up there? You, you, know, you know, if you have to carry people all the way, they, it doesn't take very long before they get really heavy. So what you want to do is you want, you want to get strengthened so that you can encourage one another. So, so, that you can, so that you can climb together, right? So you can climb together. And, and you know, we, we, we have a statement here that we do life together. But there's a difference, you know, that, and we're not talking about eating ribs and cupcakes. I'm talking about making life choices. And sometimes the life choices, those aren't the easy ones. You know, Jesus made the statement. He said, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are only a few that find it. You know, God life's not easy. It, it, it's not for the weak. It's, it's not for the timid, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna do life God's way, let me tell you something. You you, you kind of gotta toughen up, Buttercup. You know, you gotta take the floaties off and move away from the shallow end of the pool. And a lot of times we're under the impression that we've done all of that, but then but then we kind of slip back, don't we? And you get back in, into into the old way of thinking and the old way of acting and the old way of making choices. And and if you don't stay on top of yourself, man, if you don't stay up right on top, if you stay intentional. You, 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 have to, you have to be intentional. And a lot of us, you know, we end up in weird places in our life and we'll say we had no intention of being there. Let me tell you something, that that's exactly where your intentions took you. And a lot of us, we, we'd like to say, well, I, I, you know, my intentions were to do greater things. No, your intentions are being manifested in your life right now. And if you would increase your intention, man, if you, if you would become more and more intentional about growing yourself in, in God, and, and getting, you know, getting past some things that, that the enemy uses to block you. The things the enemy uses to block you, they're weak, they're miserable forces, what the Bible calls them. They're weak and miserable forces. They're weak, they don't really have any power because they have no truth in them. And, and, and they're miserable, which, which literally means that they cannot produce an end. It's something that, that, that doesn't have the power to produce an end, but the enemy, he likes to, he likes to trick us and to get us to, to rely on old miserable forces when... Man, we, we have enough power in us. Man, I'm telling you that God in you is so much greater than the force of the enemy that's in the entire world. And, and uh, I, I'm kind of I'm praying because I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more excited because even as the conversations have gone just, in, just this weekend, I'm getting excited because I, I think coming up we're going we're, we're gonna to start talking about the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And, and how to increase the level of power that we operate in. And I, and I just want to throw this out there that when we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, I don't want you to see somebody with a tambourine and streamers on it. You know, uh, uh, th th that, that's cool someplace else. That's not who we are. Uh, but I think the power of the Holy Spirit operating in your life gives you this insane advantage where you have the ability to have wisdom, insight, revelation, and understanding. Where, where he, you know, Jesus made this statement, and he was quoting from Isaiah 61. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because, the, because he's anointed me to bring glad tidings to the meek, to preach the gospel, right? To, to, to preach grace to the poor, to, to, uh, to open 
the, the door, the prison doors. But in, in, in the Hebrew, what it talks about is to, to open the eyes of the blind so that they can see the areas of confinement, the areas of bondage that they live in. See, I think God, by his spirit, wants to enlighten you so that you can see the, the, the little areas of your life where the enemy's been messing with you, so it's simply so that you have the ability to demonstrate his defeat on a daily basis. Man, how many, and you don't have to respond to this, you just think about it, but how many, how many of us could, could easily admit that if we could get freedom in certain areas of our life, our life would be radically better than it is right now? Well, that's where God's taken you. I'm telling you, that's where God's taken you. You were created by God, the only species on the planet that were created to create a future. Everything else is just like existing, and, and, and that's what it is, and it ain't going to change. But not so with you and I. You and I have the ability to create the future. And God said, you know, in Jeremiah 29, he said, uh, uh, hey, I, I like it in the message. It says that God knows what he's doing. How many agree with that one? God knows what he's doing. He's got it all planned out. Plans to give you the future you're hoping for. Plans to give you the future you're hoping for. I think that God's birthing hope and, and vision and dream on the inside of you. The Bible says that many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord who directs his steps. And sometimes, you know, we, 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 we act like timid to, to create a dream, to, to begin to have vision, to, to see something better in our future. And we think, well, you know, I, I don't know if I should do that. Yeah, go for it. Birth this huge, honking, audacious dream. Get a great vision for your future because God will direct your steps to cause you to collide with that future future. He, he ain't trying to keep it from you. He's trying to lead you into it. And, and, and I'm telling you that there's this amazing future that God has for you, and he wants to partner with you, and he wants to make it happen. But we got to learn how to, how to hear his voice, how to obey him, how, how to just do what he says it, so that we can actually end up at the place where that thing that we're hoping for is waiting for us. Let's go get it. Come on, let's go get it. Yeah, but you don't know where I'm at. I don't care where you're at. Man, the, the worst condition you're in right now, the better your testimony is going to be. You know, have you ever noticed, though, that, that, that things with great payoff are never easy? You know, difficult is the way that leads to life. And great payoff, but man, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, and, and the easy things, the easy things, they, they really don't produce much. And, well, here's the thought. Have you ever considered a certain thing in your life that should be easier than it is? Why is this so difficult? Anybody dealt with something and it shouldn't be hard, but all of a sudden it's gotten more and more difficult as you try to do the easy thing. This ought to be easy. What in the world is going on? Well, the harder a thing is, the greater the payoff. So all God's doing is increasing your payoff. He's just making sure that when you get there, that the payoff is amazing. And man, I tell you, once you get that revelation, you get that birth on the inside of you and you get a conviction, you know, because there are some things that you and I need to know. I mean, no, not think about, not think about, you know, Proverbs, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See, a lot of us, we think all kinds of crazy things in our head, but we have never gotten it. We, we've never even got the word of God down in our heart. We've never got, you know, convinced to the point that it produces conviction. In John 16, Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, and how many of you know he has come? That when the Spirit comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it. And he's going to bring demonstration that Satan's already been defeated. Man, but, but you and I, we need to be living by conviction. And that's kind of the problem with a lot of us is that we're, 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 we're trying to live off of a concept, off of a principle, off of a mindset. But when, what, we, what we have to have is conviction in our heart 
That, that, so, that when, so that when life shakes us, it doesn't change anything. That the circumstances, the situations never change the picture that God's promises are producing in our heart. That we, we won't walk away, cave in, give up and quit because something got hard. No, when it gets hard, now I know I'm on track. Now I know it's going to have a great payoff. You know, I'm telling you that we, we could go home today, the house is burnt down. I, I'm not going to stop for more than 10 or 15 minutes to, you know, and, and freak out about that because I know that six months from now, I'm going to be in a better condition than I am right now. You see, you may, maybe you lost your job. May, maybe, they're te- maybe it's coming to a close and you're all freaked out about the future. No, get excited about the future. Even statistically, they say that when a person loses their job six months later, they're in a better position than they were before they lost their job. That might have some of you guys praying that your company shuts down. Don't do that, but just be a blessing. But uh, the deal is, is that we know that our final outcome is always going to be better than our current condition. And, but we got to have that conviction on the inside of us. Now we got, we, we, somebody's got to believe something, right? Somebody, it's Romans 12. You know, most of us can quote that. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove that the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. In the Amplified, it says that you might prove to yourself. This is where you got to get it. You got to prove it to yourself, that God's plan for your life. Man, and, and no word from God's ever going to fail. And God's plan for your life is good. Man, I'm telling you that God's plan for your life is way better than anything you could come up with. That you want the plan of God for your life. That God's plan and purpose for your life is acceptable. It is the only thing you should accept. You shouldn't accept anything that's outside the plan of God for your life. And, and it's perfect. You know what that means? Perfect? It ain't lacking anything. See, sometimes we're, we, you know, we, we start discerning, you know, the way that we should go, and, 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 and we start moving that way, but it looks like if we go that way, we're going to lose everything that we've ever dreamed about, but God's will for my life is perfect, so I can't, I can't end up a loser, and you got to have a conviction on the inside of you, because the enemy's going to make you feel like, he's going to make you feel like, man, if I do this thing God's way, I'm not going to get any of this dream stuff that I've been, you know, developing my whole life. I had a dream my whole life, but if I do it God's way, I'm not going to get it. No, you can't lose if you're led by the Spirit. Hear me today. Man, you cannot lose. Well, yeah, but it just feels like, yeah, but we, that's not how we're going to live. Well, it looks like, yeah, but we don't walk by sight. We walk by you know, in Galatians 4, you know, he, he said, hey, formerly, when, when you didn't know God, man, you were in bondage to those who aren't gods. You, you know, and isn't it funny that in, you know, when, even when Jesus was, was teaching the guys, you know, he said, he said, if you continue in my word, and see, there, there's a big part there that we got to get, that it's not enough just to get the word, but now you got to continue in it or develop it into, into you. You got to get it into your soul. You, you, you got to get that truth into your soul so it becomes a part of you. And, and he said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. And, and, and the knowledge of that truth will make you free. And their response to him was, who do you think you're talking to? Man, we're the sons of Abraham. We've never been in bondage a day in our life. And, and they couldn't see the bondage. There. See, if you can't see your bondage, you're never going to see your freedom. See, if you don't recognize where you're missing it, then how, then how do you make correction? See, and everybody's afraid of correction. Like, correction means I've been bad. No, correction means you're getting better. 
Correction means that the areas that were, were wrong yesterday, they're right today, so I can expect a better outcome today. Why? Because we're constantly being corrected. Because if a father loves his child, he's going to bring correction. God loves you, so he's not going to let you just continue to miss the mark. He's going to bring you back. He's going to cause you to collide with that dream that he put on the inside of you. But see, there used to be a time that we were in bondage to, to, you know, to those who by nature weren't gods. But I love verse 9. It says, but now, but now that you know God, but now that you know God, now that you know God, not, not, not now that you've heard about God. See, as you get to know God, you begin to know some things. And that's what I'm talking about. There's some things we need to know. You know, Romans 8, 28, everybody likes to quote it on a bad day. You know, all things work together for good for those that love God and who are called according to his purpose. But you need to know that. You need to know that to the point that it's such a strong conviction in you that when things are going a different way than the, than the way you thought they should, that it doesn't change the way that you live. See, now that you know God and you're known by God, why, why would you turn back to those weak and miserable forces? Why, why, do, we keep, why do we keep slipping back? And, and Why are we so easily talked out of what God's trying to use his word to talk you into? He's trying, see, he's using his words to, to create life and hope and, and a future. But see, we, we get it in our head, but we got to get it in our heart. Come on, somebody. We, we, we got to get this word in our heart. Look at somebody close and say, get it in your heart. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is confidence in what we're hoping for. See, here's the hope that God wants you to build. And, and, and a hope, hope is all about the future. A lot of us are paralyzed by our past. That's not hope, that's regret. And, 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 and the power of your past, man, we've been singing it all morning. The, the, you know, the, it's it, the power of the past is broken by the power that's in that name. Yeah. Man, and, and, and if any man's in Christ, he's new. Old things, man, they lost their grip. Behold, all things are new. And it's almost as if, it's almost as if, you know, at once when you didn't know God, you were in prison, right? You were in prison. But now that you know God, you don't have to stay there. The, 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 the doors have swung open. The chains are off. But a lot of us continue to live in that prison. Why? Because we don't see our freedom. You know, you know the, our eyes haven't been opened. You know, that, that's what Paul was praying about when he said, you know, enlighten the eyes of their understanding that they might know the hope of their calling, that the hope of your calling, the hope, the future, the future that you've been called to is so much more powerful than the present you're standing in or the past that's tried to paralyze you. Man, if only our eyes could be opened so that we could see this, so that we could, so that we could see it, if, if we could get God's word down on the inside of us, Man, and, and I, I, I mean, in, in our soul, if we could get so convinced, if we could prove to ourselves, man, God's for me. It's not against me. That God's going to use even what the enemy intends for evil, that God's going to turn it and use it for good. That no weapon formed against me can prosper. Why? Because I'm a child of God, blood-bought, born again, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That it's, it's not on who I am or what I've done, but it's on what Jesus has done. And yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I don't deserve. That's why God sent Jesus back was to reconnect me to stuff I don't deserve. So anytime the enemy shows up and starts pointing out things I don't deserve, I start throwing another party because that's the stuff that Jesus has taken care of for me. And so now all I got to do is embrace his nature, which means I got to reject mine, right? I, I, I got to get out of the darkness and walk in the marvelous light of his dear son, which is why I need the Holy Spirit. 
Man, because on my own, I, I don't have the strength to do what I ought to do. But, but with, with the Holy Spirit, I can take that Word of God and, 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 and get the Holy Spirit to begin to, to speak it down into the, into the depths of my being. And I can get it down on the inside of me, and, 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 and it begins to change my heart. And then when the thing that used to rock my boat, it meant, you know, make me want to give up, when, when that same situation happens, now, it, now, now I just have peace. And I just have peace. Why? Because I've heard from God. Man, I've, I've seen, I, I, I'm in agreement with him. See, that's really what prayer is, is taking God's word into God's presence. And staying there until you're in agreement with God. No, it's, not, it's not changing God or having God change the situation. No, it's, it's, it's getting to a point that it begins to, to change you. That you replace, that you replace fear and worry with, with a knowing. See, that's that Romans 8, 28. We know, this is something we know, that all things are working together for my good. That, that we know it. See, our, li- our life, there's so many voices, so many things that, that our life gets filled with. Hey, Keith, come here. Keith has been, been, been with me for like, I don't know, 100 years or something. And uh, uh, Keith is going to just help me with this this morning. Just, just th- This balloon represents life, and this is Keith filling his life. Go ahead and pump it up a little bit. Just go ahead and, okay, tie that off. That's great. And, and, and he's got his life. And, and a lot of times, you know what's funny is, is that when you do this, sometimes the guys try to, you know, I promise you, I promise you, if we brought another dude up here, he'd try to blow his up bigger than Keith's. Okay, because there's something in us that, you know, we want to perform. We want to outdo each other, right? And so, uh, and, and don't get in that trap. Somebody gets a house, so you got to get a newer one. Somebody gets a car, and you got to get a more expensive one. Somebody gets a purse, and you got to, you know, hey, don't do that. And don't do that with God. God's not wanting you to perform your way into, into his, you know, into his passions and into his desires. Because, you know, all we end up with, just hold that, just hold that up. All we end up with is, is, is this life, and it's just full of hot air. You know, and, 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 and you know, we, we, might, we might put Jesus stickers on that or something and, and, and try, to, try to present a life that's all about Jesus. But on the inside, man, on the inside, it ain't there. And sooner or later, what's going to happen, sooner or later, what's going to happen is you're going to end up in a situation that, that's not, it's not the thing that you prepared for. It's not a normal thing. It's what we might call, get, you know, under fire, in the heat right? And, and uh, the pressure of life and the heat of life. And how you know that if maybe you've never experienced any, any, any heat in your life, hang around a few more minutes because it's coming. Look at somebody say, it's coming. And, and so here comes the heat, right? And, and, and the heat, and the heat, the heat of life, the, you know, you know and, and bam, that's all you got, man. It's gone. And so here we are, we're, we're, you know, we're a believer, right? We're a believer, but we end up in a heated situation. We blow up. Every, everything, you know, everything changes. What we thought was going to hold us together, it ain't got no, it ain't got no juice. Why? Because it was all up in your head, and all it took was one, one light. And, and then you say stuff like, well, man, it just got real in here. No, it just got, it just got transparent. Hey, hey, Nick, bring me that one. We've taken the liberty of, of filling a different balloon for Keith. Hold that one dear to your heart. See, this one fills a life that's filled with the Word of God. Okay, it's just filled with the Word of God. And sometimes, sometimes that pushes your hot air out the way, right? And you, you'll want to hold that by that little thing on top. Yeah. Yeah. Just pray a lot. Just pray in the Spirit. Okay? And here comes, here comes the heat. 
And by the way, this balloon came out of the same bag as the other one. Yeah. And, and, and the heat comes, you know, and well, well what's going on? The other one, poof, I mean, you want to see it again? We could do it again. Every time you do it, it's like, bam, it only takes a second. What, what's happening here? Well, well the, the, the Word of God absorbs the heat, and it keeps your life together, yeah. right? And, and see, it's not what's going on on the outside that's making the difference. It's what you got on the inside, that's making the difference. And, and, and it's what you put in here. See, if, if it's just you and your hot air, we'll know. I'm telling you, we'll know. Because, you know, out in the foyer, you, you know, stuff, what, was, what, what just blew up? Oh, he, he, he wasn't first in the ice cream line. You know, you, you know what, what's going on? Well, she didn't, she, you, know, you know what? My wife is not anointed. She breaks every yoke. You know, uh, here, here's the deal. It, it's, the, it's what you can, you, this is your life now. That's yours. Do with it what you want. And, and uh, give Keith a hand. Thank him for helping me. And, but but you, got, you got to see it, you got to know it, and you got to understand it. That it's what you're putting in your life. It's what you're putting in your life. It's what you're putting in your life. And when, you, when you're getting a result that doesn't resemble the promise of God is because you don't have the promise of God in your heart. See, you might have, you might have a couple verses memorized in your head, but you got to get it into your soul. Man, you, you'll prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. As your soul prospers. It's crazy because the, th the two most frequent prayers are help me with my finances or, or help me with my body. But you know what? If you would get your soul to prosper... Your finances and your health increase at the level uh, that you educate your soul. And, and, and you know, it's, it's not enough to have a mental ascent. You, you have to have a conviction birthed in your heart that'll carry you through, well, the moments that it heats up. And there's going to be those moments. You, you can be the most godly parents on the face of the planet doing the best that you can do with your kids, but it's really not odd when you have a child that acts in a way that's different than what you were hoping for. Can I get a witness? You know, I'm not trying to pick on any, any families or anything. I'm just trying to use this from our own life experience. Are there things that we should have done different? Absolutely. stinking lutely. You know, uh, well, it, it, but every, every time one of the boys had a challenge in life, you, you, you know the thought that ran through my mind? You really suck as a dad. Every single time. And, and the thing is, the thing is, is so you don't have control over the thoughts that run through your mind. You have control over the thoughts you keep in your mind. And, and, and what, what you have to do is you have to realize that there are weak and miserable forces that you can turn back to, and, but, but you don't have to. See, there, there were days, there, there were days that, uh, you know, family issues would rise up, and, and the first thought, and, and really, it's, it's, it's the force of negativity, see, because, uh, uh, the, uh, and real quick, I'm just going to give you the seven things that negativity does, uh, it, it, and if you're taking notes, uh, write it down, and if I go too fast, go online and get it, or get a CD or something, or ask me, I'll give it to you later, but I just want to give you these seven things real quick, and then I want to show you how it works real fast, and, and, and uh, because I, I want you walking out of here in a level of victory, like, different than the one you came in with, Okay. But I want you to see how the enemy is working. And see, uh, uh, negativity is an outward expression of an inward defeat. Okay? It's, always, it's always an outward expression, a manifestation on the outside of something that's gone wrong on the inside. And, and the second thing that negativity does is it always justifies itself. 
And then the third thing it does is negativity always chooses your friends for you. It just, it just starts making choices, and it, and it aligns you with, the, with well, the wrong, the wrong personalities, the wrong voices. And then uh, the fourth thing it does is it magnifies and distorts the truth. And, and, and it takes little things and turns them into big things, and you end up missing the great and mighty things that, that God was intending to show you. And then, and then it starts making unfair statements and harsh judgments. And then the sixth thing it does is, and, and this is horrible, but it, it negates the work of the Holy Spirit. It just puts a stop to what the Holy Spirit is attempting to do in your life. And, and, and everything that he's done up to that point, it, it robs you of all the work that God's done. And the last thing it does is that it limits your present and sabotages your future. And you might be able to come up with like 29 things, but I just didn't have time. We're just doing these seven, okay? And, and, and let, let me show you how it works, you know, because it's an outward expression of an inward defeat. Wow, you really suck as a dad. Wow, you've really made some big mistakes as a business owner. Wow, you, you, you have no clue what you're doing as a, as a wife or as a husband. And, and, and so there's an inner defeat. Why? Well, because, because we, we got hot air instead of the Word of God. We got hot air. And, and, and that thought begins to resonate because we, we, we don't take it captive and throw it out. We don't go, we don't see, see, the Word of God is like wisdom. It's like, like that balloon filled with water. No, it's filled with wisdom. It's filled with wisdom and insight and revelation, understanding and discernment. It's something that the Holy Spirit can bring up on the inside. Like Isaiah said, when, you know, that you'll hear a word behind you saying this is the way, walk you in it when you turn to the left or the right. It's a word behind you, a word sown in the past that comes up in the present that will guide you into the future that God has for you. But if, but if it's not on the, in, on the inside, it, it can't come up. You, you can't draw from it, right? You don't have wisdom. You don't have wisdom. And so here, here's this, this outward expression of an of a inward defeat. Man, I really suck at this. And then, but then you have to begin to justify it because it begins to justify itself. And it justifies itself by past experience. And it says, see, you've had trouble in the past. Now you're having trouble again. So everything that you've tried to believe in since the last time you had trouble to this time is worthless. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. I said that is a lie from the pit of hell. And, and, but without the wisdom of God to reject it, you embrace that. And you, and you begin to say, man, that's right. That's right. You know, that stuff isn't working. And, and, and I tried. I tried it, and it doesn't work. What do you mean you tried it? In this world, there's going to be tribulation. But be of good cheer. So are you of good cheer? Are you celebrating God? Are you, are you rejoicing in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice. No, 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 I'm just being real. No, you're just being real negative. Right? And, and it's starting to take you down a path that's taking you away from where you said you were going into the future. And see, then, then it begins to choose your friends for you because you can't get with people who, who, who would disagree with you. you gotta, you're kind of drawn to people who are going to get into agreement. You know what's nuts? It's people who are having insane financial issues. Uh, and, and please, no condemnation, okay? Everybody's bringing something to the table. We all need each other. Let me tell you what you don't need. If you're, if, if you're in insane financial turmoil, you really don't need to hang out with people who've been bankrupt nine times and on their way back. You know, and if you've been married multiple times, no condemnation. Just let's, how about we take the one that we're in right now and make it godly? But if you're, in, if you're in relational trouble, you don't hang out with people who've never succeeded at it. You know, it, if I want to get good at ice skating, 
I'm probably not going to go to Keith. I mean, unless I get really good and just want to borrow his leotard, okay? But, but <laughs> that's a different story. But, but no, I'd hook up with Jared Limke. Why? Well, because he's got wisdom that I don't have. He, he, can, he can prove it, right? But, but see, negativity gets you to choose the wrong friends. Why? So that they will help you justify the outward expression of the inner defeat. Hello, somebody. And, and after it's choosing your friends for you, it, it starts making unfair statements and, and harsh judgments. And, 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 and you, you, make, you make these, these statements about God's word not working and that, that, that it must not be God's will. It must not be God's will. Who do you think you are to take the authority to change the will of God? I mean, you want to talk about thinking too highly of yourself. Well, I prayed for grandma and she died. That does not change the will of God. You know, your personal experience, could, is it possible? Is it po could, you embrace, could you embrace that maybe, just maybe, that the position you are in is a reflection of the choices you have made? And God doesn't make our choices. We do. You want a better life? Make better choices. Right? Just make better choices. And, and after those statements is gone, it, it begins to negate the work of the Holy Spirit. And you begin to look back and you begin to, you, you begin to sever the, yourself from, from the path that God's carved out for you all the way along. And you don't realize that God's opened all kinds of doors only to get you to this next one. But because, you, 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 because you've turned your back on everything that God's done, all of a sudden you're no longer aligned to go through this next door. See, I think sometimes, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be crazy to find out that this low spot in your life is simply the launching pad to the greatest spot of your life? But because you won't trust God in the low spots, you never really experience the high places that he's created you for. So it limits your present and sabotages your future. And you, 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 end up, you end up paralyzed by a past that really has no power because the past does not have the power to connect you to the end that God declared at your beginning. And the past does not have the power to separate you from the end that God declared over you at the beginning. See, the past only has the power to get you to sabotage the future and to bring limitations onto your present. It's a weak and miserable force. It doesn't have the power to produce an end. Well, why, why would we turn back to weak and miserable forces after we've come to know God? Because the knowledge of God hasn't gotten from our head to our heart. We, 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 we need the Holy Spirit to, to bring the, a revelation, you know, to flip the lights on. Flip the lights on, you know, and so, that, so that we can see things that are, that are right there. You know, I've got, I've got a shop at the house, and and you, you go out there with the lights off, and let me tell you something, it's, it's going to be hard to find anything. But you turn the lights on, and you look around, and there it is, and you just walk right up to it and get it. And that's the way life is, is that sometimes we, you know, we're wandering around in the dark because we won't flip on the light. And, and, and some, sometimes it's just as simple as, as making one decision, you know, as, 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 as changing one thing in our life. In John, John 14, 27, 
You know, here, here's the position that, that God wants to get you in. It's a position of peace. He said, peace, I'm leaving you. My peace, I, I, I'm giving you my peace. Well, well you, you know, and since he's given it, it's a gift, and a gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. You have access to the peace of God. Hear me today. You have access to the peace of God, but you're embracing the chaos of life. No! Man, he, he, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. You have to take responsibility. You have to, you have to own this thing. Say, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. And how, well, how do I keep my heart from being troubled? By filling it with the wisdom of God. Man, I'm telling you from personal experience that if you can get the Word of God to come alive on the inside of your heart, the thing that used to keep you awake at night won't have that ability anymore. It, man, and he said, don't, don't let your heart be afraid. Don't let your heart, don't let your heart be afraid. Don't let your heart, I love this. In, in the Amplified, listen to what it says. It says, stop allowing yourself. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Don't allow yourself to be agitated. That means to be stirred to the point that you are separated from something. Remember, remember in the, in, in the, you know, back in the day, you know, our, our washing machine, you know, it was a top loader, right? And it had that thing in the middle. It was called an agitator. And the agitator w- w- would, would like just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and it beat up against the clothes and it would separate the clothes from the dirt. That's a good thing. But sometimes that's what the enemy's doing in life is he's using agitation to separate us from the wisdom that has the power to save us. See, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which has the power to save your soul. There, there, there's a power. There's power in that word of God that has the power to save you. And so the life will agitate you to separate you from it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That if it's only in your head, you're easily separated. But if you get it in your heart, none of these things move me. No, this is on the inside. It's kind of like, it's kind of like driving a nail through a two-by-four. And, 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 and if, you, if you come up with a, what's, what's it called, Sean, a cat's paw? You know, come up with a cat's paw, and, and you can just pull that nail right out. But if after the nail is driven through the two-by-four, if it's bent over on the other side, it's pretty hard to get that thing out. And I, I, I think the picture I'd like you to see today is that, that you know, you're taking the Word of God, and, and, and isn't it crazy sometimes how the Word of God can just nail you? But you got, you got to get the Holy Spirit to come on the inside and bend those nails over, right? So, so that you won't be agitated and disturbed. So, so, so that, you, that you'll refuse to allow situations and circumstances and, 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 you know, and, and stuff to, to cause your life to be troubled. And it says, stop permitting yourself. Stop. I wish I didn't need to wear glasses. Stop permitting yourself to be fearful intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. And, and, and these, are the, these are the Greek definitions of the words that are used you know, in, in, in the King James. He says, don't, don't, don't permit yourself to be fearful. See, in other words, fear in order to move in has to have a permit. It's like, you know, there are certain things that we can do here and there are certain things we can't do unless we have a permit. And once we have a permit, we can do the thing that previously we couldn't do. So in order for fear to move into a place of your life, it has to be given authority so you're the one that writes the permit. So stop permitting yourself to be fearful. Don't be intimidated. The devil's a bully. That's why you need the right people in your life. 
so that, when he's, so that when he's saying, hey, you really suck as a dad, you need somebody to say, you know, perfect parents don't create perfect children. And if you don't believe me, ask God. He's the perfect father, and his kids, first couple of chapters really screwed some things up. And I don't think God entertained the thought of, wow, I really suck as a father. Don't be intimidated. Don't be unsettled. I've hit that one. But let me just close with this thought. Don't permit yourself to be cowardly. Don't permit yourself to be cowardly. See, remember when God told Joshua, 1-8, 1-9, I think 1-6. I think, you know, you read it, there's a bunch of places. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Only be thou strong and very courageous. You have to have courage to use the strength you have. It's not enough just to have the strength. And you have strength. The enemy doesn't want you to know that you have strength. But the God in you is already bigger and stronger than the evil that's in the world. Greater is he who is in you. You are of God, little children. And greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You have strength, but you have to have the courage to use it. Jesus made this statement. He said, I wish that men would always pray without ceasing. I wish that men would pray without ceasing. In the Amplified, it says, I wish men would pray and not turn coward. And not turn coward. Let me tell you something. If you don't have a prayer life, you'll end up being a coward. Why? Because you won't get the word from here to here. Because what's prayer? Taking God's word and God's presence. Get into agreement with God on that word. So you have a power that's so much stronger than the power of negativity. Every single one of us need to deal with that negativity in our life, and we need to demonstrate its defeat. And we need to realize that, hey, when negativity begins to come out of our mouth, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and you begin to listen to what you're saying. And, 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 and you know, the words of the righteous are a well of life. The words of the righteous are a well of life. Do you have a well of life or a sewer of defeat that comes out of your mouth? And, and is it is an expression of victory, or are your words an expression of defeat? And when you recognize it's, it, it, it's negativity, when you recognize that it, it, it sounds more like defeat, it's the sound of defeat, not the sound of victory. You got to stop and you, and you need to begin to pray again. You need to, you just be, need, need to begin to pray again because God, it's God who gives us strength. It's God who gives us strength. It's God who gives us strength. And, and, and it's God who will enable you to have the courage to use that strength. And, and, and it's the Spirit of God in you that will cause you to rise up and overcome the very thing that was sent to take you out. You don't, have to, you don't have to be separated anymore from the future that God has for you. Especially by the power of the past, which doesn't even have the ability to connect you to an end. It just can stop you in your tracks. Well, how about today we just turn to Jesus? How about today, we just say, you know what? I'm going I'm to make a different choice here. I'm going to make a life choice. And I already said that life choices aren't always the easy ones. But I'm going to make a life choice. And I'm going to give God the opportunity to come work on the inside of me. Because the, the results I'm getting, they're obviously not God's results. So I can receive correction. Why? Because He loves me. I mean, think about the kind of love that God has bestowed upon us and poured out upon us lavishly that He would even call us His sons and His daughters. And he's willing, he's willing, he, he's not bringing correction to spank you, he's, he's bringing correction to bless us, man, to, to cause us to collide with the future that he has for us. It's, it's, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, if, 
If you're ever on an airplane and somehow the wrong ordinance gets logged into that computer and you're headed for a mountain, you're going to thank God when correction comes. And that's what God wants to do is save you from being annihilated by an enemy who doesn't want to hurt you. He just wants to kill you. Jesus said, I've come. So you have life, not death. Hope. Hope. Peace, not chaos. Not despair. Provision, not lack. How about today we make a choice? Just close your eyes and bow your head for just a moment. If you're here today, say, you know what? In my life, I need, I, I need to make some life choices. And, 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 and I need to change some things. I might have Jesus in my head, but I need to get him in my heart. I need him to cause that word to come alive in my heart, in my soul. I need to get it in my soul. And I, I, I need him to bring the correction into my life so I don't crash into that mountain. We're all going to pray this prayer together, but if you're here today, and, I, and I, I won't embarrass anyone, I won't have you stand or call you out, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer. Pastor, this prayer is going to be personal. This is, this is going to, I'm going to get real with God because I need God to get real with me. If that's you today, while no one's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up really high. I just want to agree with you in prayer. Thank you, 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 thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I want us all just just pray this with me. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. So come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. Renew my strength, Lord. I just thank you today. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. And for opening my eyes to see the other areas of bondage in my life. Lead me into real freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big round of applause today. He's an awesome dog.